It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks. Chris Rucker, EJ motherfucking Reed. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. I got a boot in Don't mind if I do! Welcome to Boot to the Face. <clears throat> I apologize for my raspy fucking voice. I've been out in the uh out in the I was gonna say the field, but it's not really the field, but just, just out in the wild here in Georgia and it's pollen every fucking way. It's it's awful, honestly. Uh so my allergies are kicking my ass. And then on top of that Fucking Streamlabs being a little hoe, but we got it worked out. We got it worked out. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on <laughs> Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where they will talk about all the moving and shaking going on in the world of the NFL. The World Baseball Classic is tonight. USA versus Japan, I believe. Um Big to do about that. Everybody's loving the World Baseball Classic. All the upsets in March Madness. If your bracket ain't busted, you should go to Vegas and just drop your whole fucking life savings on black because you're a lucky motherfucker. Because if your bracket ain't busted by now, I don't know what to tell you. I had Baylor winning it all. Well, like you said, throw your uh, bracket out the window. Fucking uh, Princeton. Princeton ruined everybody's bracket. I got them Carlton Banks out there balling, wasn't it? I know, right? I was wondering, like, I wonder if anybody has ever gotten all picks right in the March Madness. It's probably harder than to do that than to win the lottery. I think people have gotten really far, and they'll get to, like, the Elite Eight, 
and ESPN will post those little things like, there's only 13 brackets in the world right now that are still perfect, but I don't think anybody's ever picked it. Especially now with all the play-in games also, like, one of those teams could play in and go on a fucking run. Yeah, uh, but if a playing team wins, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. I didn't mean win. I just meant, like, get to the Sweet 16. Like, that'll fuck everything up. Well, I think I have, because like, the play-in is usually, it's 11 and 11, and then it's like a 16 and a 16. So sometimes I have the 11 going kind of far, but, yeah, not that 16 one. <laughs> yeah. The hell you been up to, EJ? No, chilling a little bit, going to a little bit of wrestling. How about you? I worked this weekend again for for uh, an Irish bar for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk a lot about that tomorrow on the 80 proof. And like I said, my, <clears throat> my allergies are just like it ain't even like a runny nose or itchy eye thing now. It's just like a scratchy fucking throat, which is great for podcasting, right? Like. I'm sure people are loving the fucking sound of that. But, uh, I mean, you started a fucking podcast. You don't want to talk about that? Oh, uh, yeah. We uh, we did the pilot episode of Haymaker MMA uh, this past Sunday. Uh, went smoothly, man. Me and Admire had a good time. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have a third co-host uh, joining us in the future. But we're having some technical difficulties right now with like the podcast, podcast like replay. So we're gonna get that fixed by the end of the week, and we'll have that up for everybody to enjoy. So when do y'all normally? What's your normal time slot, and when will it be posted on audio? So we still haven't figured out what we gonna, what time slot we're gonna do for the pre-show because we stream live on Twitch, but the post-show will typically be on Sundays at. 10 a.m. after a pay-per-view. So right now we're only doing two shows a month, a pre-show and a, pro- and a post-show for the pay-per-views. And then, you know, I thought the fucking, demand. I thought UFC was like every week. They got fight nights, but those, those fight nights have been watered down so much over the years. It's only like maybe like two fighters on the car that people might know. But if the demand is there, we might uh, slip some pop-up shows in there, here and there. Yeah. So basically, before every pay per view, y'all do a pre show and a post show. Exactly. All right. I got you. Haymaker MMA, EJ Reed, Aaron Admire. Fucking odd yes, couple. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We have fun, though. Check yeah. it out if y'all got the chance to. Uh, we're fucking a week away from, or actually, we're six days away from WrestleMania t shirt week. If you weren't here last week or you hadn't heard, I'm giving away a Mattel Creations Doink the Clown Ultimate Edition to the winner of WrestleMania T-Shirt Week. Rules are simple. Uh, Every day you can have an entry from Monday through Sunday of WrestleMania. Take a picture of you in your favorite wrestling T-Shirt. Hashtag WrestleMania T-Shirt Week. Tag Boot to the Face in it so we see it. And post it on Twitter or Instagram, whichever one your favorite is. Um, I'll pick the winner, and I will send that out to him free of charge. The whole point of this is what we've been doing every year. We just want to fucking take over social media with wrestling t-shirts, doing WrestleMania t-shirt week. I know there's other shows out there that are on satellite radio. That all of a sudden, they want to do WrestleMania t-shirt month. We've been, 
I've been doing this so long, EJ. I don't know if you know this. I may have told you this. The very first entrant in the WrestleMania t-shirt week was Hulk Hogan. I didn't know Hulk Hogan was racist when I started WrestleMania t-shirt week. That's how long this has been going on. Still didn't like him, but I was him for Halloween the year before. I feel like he's been racist forever, so this must have been a long time ago. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. So we've been doing, I've been doing WrestleMania t-shirt week for a while. So for all you motherfuckers out there trying to take it and make it something else, just know we're the OGs. You could at least like throw us a little big ups or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I participated in uh, T-Shirt Week yet. How does it typically work? We post every day on Twitter or something. I mean, you don't have to do it every day. You just, you know, every day you got an entry, though. So if it's Tuesday and you didn't participate Monday, you can still participate. You just fucking take a selfie of you in a shirt. Again, you can tweet about it, say whatever you want, but just use the hashtag WrestleMania T-Shirt Week because that's how I will find the pictures and that's how I will pick the winner. So last year was the biggest year we did. Like if you go on Twitter and search the hashtag WrestleMania t-shirt week, like you see a lot of fucking shirts on there. So I want to do it bigger than that this year. Uh, I want to get a lot more people involved. I think I might reach out to some wrestlers and try to get them involved. Not that I got pulled like that, but you know, what's it, what can it hurt to try? Shoot your shot. As they say, Hey, don't, don't down pull, don't downplay your, uh, your pull. You know, you got friends in high places. You know who I wish I was friends with? Who's that? Fallon Henry. Or Tiffany, Fallon. Tiffany Stratton. Or Gigi. Or... What's up? What's up with you and this uh, Fallon Henry crush out of nowhere? <laughs> I don't know. for forever. She, yeah, she, I realized she got the little Mickey James vibe going on with the cowboy boots and shit. Don't you besmirch the good name of Mickey James by comparing her to Fallon Henley? I'm not comparing anybody. I just said they got the same kind of ring gear. Yeah, I mean, she just copied Mickey James. Hey, man. Imitation is the best form of flattery, right, LaGreca? Um, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about, but not a lot to talk about. The things that we do have to talk about, we're gonna we're gonna kind of dive in depth to. So you you tell me where you want to start. You want to start with some fucking storyline stuff. You want to start with power rankings. You want to start with uh, some NXT stand and deliver hype that's happening. Like where you want to start? Yeah, let's save the power rankings for the end. Let's start off with you know developmental. Let's go to NXT. I don't know about you. But I'm kind of hyped for NXT standing in the liver Saturday morning of WrestleMania. Um, the women's ladder match, I got it. So we haven't even talked about this. Let's get into Roxy, Roxanne Perez. Um, mm-hmm. She defended the title against Sadamora. Sadamora was kicking her in the fucking head like the whole match. She still ended up winning. And as she won, she did the old Shawn Michaels and fainted, passed out. Hasn't been able to pass a physical to get back in. So Shawn Michaels tweeted out that he may have to crown a new champion. He never said we are going to crown a new champion. I don't know if you caught that. He said we may have to crown a new champion. I think Roxy's going to be in the ladder match. But you got qualifying matches going on for the women. So far, it's been Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan. Hey, girl. That have qualified. And uh, you got a couple more qualification matches tonight. That'll take place. You got uh, him as they call him, Carmelo Hayes, who never misses, 
taking on Braun Breaker for the NXT World Title. If Carmelo Carmelo does not win, I'm gonna be furious. You got my yeah. boy Grayson Waller taking on that little fucking shrimp, Johnny Gargano, who's fighting for Shawn Michaels. Anybody stands up for Shawn Michaels, you're a piece of shit in my book. You're a piece of shit, Gargano. Go Grayson Waller. Um, tag team title matches. You got the women's tag title matches with my girl Fallon and Keanu James defending against uh, Isla Dawn and I can never remember. Lady Fire. Alba uh, Fire. Yeah, Alba Fire. That'll be good. Uh, just NXT and AEW remind me the same. You cannot pay attention to their regular TV shows. And their fucking pay-per-views will always be good. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your excitement level for this pay-per-view? And what match are you looking forward to the most? I say my excitement level is 4 and a half. Out of 10? Maybe 5, yeah. Damn, I thought you I, liked NXT. I do. I watch it. But I don't know. For some reason, the standard deliver card ain't hitting for me. I mean, I think, what do you think about this ladder match? You think that they might do a sw- swerve and actually crown somebody and then they might try to do, was in the Shawn Michaels uh, Razor. They had two IC titles. Yeah, but they're doing the ladder match now. So it would make no sense oh, doing to do it. it. Yeah, this is the, the ladder match is to crown a champion. Or it's a it's a women's championship ladder match. Whether or not Roxy's going to be in it, we don't know. So if somebody wins and Roxy doesn't compete, They'll be the quote-unquote interim champion if they want to do it that way. But then you'll have another ladder match like at the next pay-per-view between Roxy and the champ. So I'm thinking Roxy's probably going to be there. Yeah, they, they do something. At least they're trying to be creative with it. They're like actually building storylines. Yeah. So be, whatever they do, I'm sure it'll hit. Uh, isn't, uh, what's his face? Wesley, he, he's had like an open challenge. Yep. That's going fi- to be fire. I just think the main event is just kind of, you know, sucks it, sucks the life out of the pay-per-view for me. Really? Because I, I love Carmelo. I think he's him, like he says. But I just, Brown Breaker, uh, it's just going to be a formulaic Brown Baker match. I'm hoping Melo could pull, like, a five-star classic out of him, though. You know how... Trick Williams and Carmelo are on TV right now backstage. I ain't going to tell you what's happening. But Carmelo ain't got no shirt on. Trick got a shirt half open. I ain't never seen so many abs on one fucking screen in my life. How are people <laughs> in this good fucking shape? Like, do y'all, are you, you got abs, EJ. Are y'all not happy? I got something, but not like them. They don't eat a single carb. Is that what it is, the carbs? Yeah, they just discipline. They just suck, like, all the liquid and water out of their body <laughs> I would so, I, I'm sorry I don't I don't want abs that bad I mean I want to be in better shape but not not. I just couldn't I think I'd be miserable <laughs> I walk around with baby oil on with a bad attitude <laughs> just baby oil for no reason um uh, you brought up you brought up Wesley and I'm glad you brought that up because this was something I wanted to talk about anytime they do these open challenges right whether it be John Cena or Austin Theory or Wesley or anybody on uh, AEW, I think Wardlow was doing it. They'd come out and they put on Twitter and they talk all week about how this week I'm doing an open challenge. 
And then they walk out real slow. They say, I'm doing the open challenge. And they wait. And then nobody's music hits, right? And then all of a sudden, one person's music hit. And they walk out. NXT did it right last week. He said, I want to have an open challenge. And nobody came out. And all of a sudden, the cameras went to the back. And it was like 13 motherfuckers fighting each other trying to get out there to accept this challenge. I feel like it should be like that every open challenge. Like, who... Even if you're scared of the champion, like if Brock Lesnar's like, I want a world title, I'm running out there. I don't know. I might be able to kick him in the nuts while the ref ain't looking. Like, be realistic. If there's an open challenge, you don't have to qualify. You just walk out there and you get a title shot. Who wouldn't be lined up for that? Yeah. That actually made sense of it. So put some respect on HBK's name for actually (laughs) coming up with a... A plausible idea for a storyline. You know whose idea probably was Adam Pierce, because he Adam did some, he did something that made sense last night. Rhea Ripley and there. Bailey, Rhea Ripley and Bailey got into it, and Bailey was like, "I'm the only one and closed the fight. I'll fight you right now." They went backstage, and Adam Pierce was back there with a referee. He said, "I want to make this official right now. You run out there and you start that match. It is officially made." Man, Instead of the referee just running out there. They didn't show that in the arena. No shit. It wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, they showed it on TV. That was, I, that was, I thought that was a big deal. It made sense. Like, instead of the wrestlers just being like, I want to have a match right now, and the referee running out there, you always assume that the referee, that the person in charge, like, tells them to go out there. But they actually showed Adam Pierce like, back there at Gorilla with the guy, like, all right, I'm making this match official right now. You're the referee. Get out there. Wait, yeah, Adam Adam Pierce, he serves his purpose. I mean, they've been doing more stuff with him lately. I feel like he disappeared for a while, but now they have him backstage connecting the docs to a lot of things. Yeah, and what I like about that is they don't have to do that every time. But you do it, you do it once every now and then. And now, next week, if Becky's like, I want to fight the champion, and the referee runs out there, you assume that Adam Pierce told them, like, Hey, it's official now. Going out there and fight, because you saw it. Now he set a precedent for it. <laughs> I would say, what if the referees were just going rogue, you know, like, <laughs> like Nick Patrick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just doing stuff without anybody's authority. Nick Patrick, motherfucking ass, he'll turn heel on you so quick for no reason, except when Nick he's supposed Patrick- to at Starcade when he's supposed to count fast. Then all of a sudden he forgets and he wants to be fair. Don't, don't even get me started with that. Isn't Nick Patrick dead? No, I, I don't know. I know Randy, little Pee Wee Anderson yeah, Pee-wee, died. Yeah, Pee Wee's dead. Yeah, Pee Wee Anderson died. Uh, there was another one that died. Uh, one of the other, one of the Hebner's not Earl, the other one. The brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so NXT stand living. You're not excited. I'm excited about the main event. I'm excited to watch Melo just fucking wrestle circles around Braun Baker Breaker. I don't think he is though. He has the ability to, but they're gonna they're gonna slow it down and make it bronze pace. It's WrestleMania weekend, and Sean, like you said, your boy Sean Michaels is in charge. The handcuffs are off. Ain't no waiting around for him. He never waited around on Vader. True. I just feel like you know they're not using Brown Breaker correctly. Like NXT historically has been known, you know, to have like. The Seth Rollins, the Finn Balor's, like those type of champions. So if you're gonna do a heel, cha- uh, uh, like a powerhouse, I feel like you gotta make them heel. 
that style doesn't like say baby face. Like, yeah. like why don't they book him as like a monster heel? I would have dug that, but they got him as the strong house beating up little people to overcome all right. by beating up little people. He's like a bully. <laughs> yeah. He's bigger exactly. than everybody else. And he's never like, he's never in peril. You know, that's what people say. They never like Superman. Cause Superman at the end of the day, like you really can't beat him. So why the fuck are you going to cheer for somebody that is always going to win? And that's how Braun Breaker is fighting all these little, little twinks. But then even with Superman, they'll have like these aliens from outer space that have, can match him in power. Nobody's really matched Braun in like physique and power. And none of his challenges at least. Well, until fucking standing in the liver. I hope Melo wins. I think they are. I think they're going to move Braun up. It, it smells like a WrestleMania after Raw call up for him. I hope they turn him heel once that happens too. Yeah. Uh, last Wednesday on AEW, we had a couple developments. Mainly, Blackpool Combat Club officially turning heel. Uh, they had basically turned heel a couple weeks before that, but now they're like heel for real. Um, I like the layers to this. I'm hoping that AEW will go through with the layers and they just won't write Danielson out of the group because he hadn't really been hanging out with him and he basically said he was going home. Um, but you had them come out at the end getting in Hangman Page's shit and they were about to jump him and then the Elite come up, stand up to him. So now it's four on three. Omega leaves the ring and right as... Hangman turns around to see what the hell is going on. They go off the air. I loved it. I love them going off the air right there. Finally, like somewhat of a cohesive storyline. Yeah. It was like, it was like WCW back in the day. You know, I can almost hear Shivani say, we're out of time. Exactly. So would you prefer a slower buildup or have a quicker payoff to this? I don't know if Tony Khan's got the patience to do a slow build up, so let's just, let's fucking get it done. I don't I don't want to give him time to fuck it up. Let's make this happen within the next like three weeks. But then, yeah, three weeks that's that's a pretty you know, uh, that's a pretty you know not too long of a sto- uh, wait between storylines. Like like as long as it's not as long as the build up they've been doing with the. Adam Page and Moxley. That thing's been lasting for like six months now. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, are you are you pretty excited for an elite reunion? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of Omega. I'm not a fan of the Bucks. I was a big fan of Hangman, and then he's turned into like a little whiny bitch. So if they're about to get back to basics, to when I could tolerate the Bucks when I could tolerate Omega, when I was a fan of Hangman, and they're about to go back to that, then yeah, let's let's fucking run it. Like, all elite wrestling was made from the elite. You got one guy main event WrestleMania right now. You got rumors of the other guy leaving also. Like, let's get these motherfuckers back together. Let's put them in a main storyline. I've been complaining about this for weeks. It feels like the Bucks and Omega don't even matter in AEW. Now, I don't care about the Bucks not mattering, but Omega's supposed to be like your workhorse. He's supposed to be your top dog. All I heard before AEW started was how great Kenny Omega was. I didn't watch New Japan. 
I barely watched ROH. I had no idea who this guy was. To me, he seems like a fucking nerd, right? Everybody talks about how great his matches are. I'm not impressed. But when thousands of people are up chanting his name, much like CM Punk, just because I don't dig it, I can respect the hustle and I can respect the game that other people do dig it. So clearly the guy is a big deal. So you should treat him as such. And I don't think that AEW has been doing that. I think they've been treating him besides his world title run. He's just been like a guy. He's been a jag, just a guy is what they say in football. And I think that's kind of fucked up for Kenny Omega. Is it is it really fucked up though? I mean, if he were to be this world beater, people would be complaining how it's the Kenny Omega show and he's an e, uh, EVP. And uh, he's the he really considered like kind of like the Hogan was the WCW. He just uh, is a mark for himself. So I feel like it was it's a balance though, like but it hasn't been balanced. Like you said, he hadn't been showcased enough. But I kind of like uh, it didn't shove him down our throats too. I'd much rather people be complaining that there's too much Omega than a guy like me who doesn't even like him having to go to bat for him, like. Why is this guy not on TV more? And even when he is on TV, why is he doing a backstage skit in fucking breakaway pants playing basketball with that fucking dork that holds the camera all the time? Well, you know the leader nerds, they're goofy. But he got but you gotta take into account that he got hurt too. So that took him out for almost a year. AEW's been around four years now. They're not a new company anymore. They don't get they don't get the pass anymore they've been getting for the longest. Like Let's fucking go. Like, th- this is your guy. You know, you got him. Again, we did a list a couple weeks ago. He was like seventh on the list of people that are important in that company. If he even made the top 10. This is Kenny Omega. He might be WWE bound, but I digress. I mean, it's been five world champions in the company, and he's been one of them. But you did take, he said discounting his uh world title ring excluding his tournament i mean he was a ta- he wasn't he the first tag team champion no that was scorpio sky and uh oh yeah you're right yeah the second they won him and hangman won a second him and hangman that that storyline was so good that had me invested in omega when he was with hangman joey stillman in the chat says the most interesting thing about the elite's been the hangman storyline it proves my point the only time i was really interested in omega is when him and hangman had their little beef going when it was like fucking Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels being the tag team champions. Like, they wanted to turn on each other, but they never fucking did. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Kenny Omega, I don't even know what constituted Grand Slam in that company, but it seems like he would be the first to hit it. He basically won all the belts, except, like, the TNT title. He's only won two of them. He's got trios, tag. Oh, he has won trios, hadn't he? So he's a triple crown champion. Yeah, I guess I don't don't know what constitutes triple crown in their company, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this storyline though, especially if they could get Adam Hangman Page off of the Dark Order. Like, I've never understood that pairing at all. It's like they get Hangman over, and then they say, "All right, we're gonna do some stupid shit," and it takes six, seven months, and then they get a momentum again, and they're like, "All right, he's got a little bit too much momentum. We're gonna do some stupid shit." It's like a roller coaster I, ride. I think him being with the Dark Order 
doesn't make him look as strong. You see, uh, Evil Uno, he was looking pretty mammary on the. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I thought he was a little bit more in shape than that. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> um, real quick on being the elite, the YouTube show. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it in years, but I did see that at the end of it, Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson, I can't remember which one, started a group chat with the Young Bucks. Omega and Hangman and it was like hey guys after last week I figured we fire up the old group chat and uh, the other Jackson was like fuck yeah let's go and Hangman did the little cowboy emoji the little cowboy hat emoji and at the bottom it says Kenny Omega has left the chat <laughs> see like no, who? how many people watch that show probably like 50,000 clicks on YouTube if like, that yeah why don't, why don't you put that on television you come up with little stuff like that it only take like a minute or two preach like nobody watches being in la i happen to see the shit on twitter exactly see you even see like on youtube and like yeah nobody like you gotta go and search just to find stuff that kind of like ties in with storyline you probably have just as many people hear us talk about it on audio in about a week exactly but I hope they don't drop the ball with the with the storyline. Like you said, hopefully Tony Khan doesn't get in the way of his own self. Um, yeah, that'd be dope though if uh, Brian comes back. You know, make it four on four, and then turn, I, I wouldn't be mad if he turned heel. Yeah, I like heel Daniel. Bryan. I like it. Doesn't even have to be heel Daniel Bryan. I've liked Daniel or Brian Danielson since he's been in AEW because he's been way more aggressive. I didn't see his ROH run. So I didn't know shit about the American Dragon. But when he first got to AEW, I was like, who gives a fuck? It's Daniel Bryan, right? And then watched a couple of his matches. And I was like, this little motherfucker is violent. (laughs) I like this shit. So if they turn him heel and him and Moxley and Cesaro and Yuta, who stands out like a sore thumb with that group, I'm digging it. Um, One more thing. I wouldn't mind that ending in blood and guts. I'd rather see the women first, but I wouldn't mind that they did blood and guts with that since Paige and Mox have been fighting for years now. Um, there was a debut last week. Jade wanted to fight anybody in Canada, and some uh, lady that's been wrestling for twenty years, I guess. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be disrespectful. They said she's a longtime professional wrestler in Canada. But Jade was very disrespectful to her. Kicked her in the face. <laughs> gave her Jaded and pinned her. And then next thing you know, EJ and fucking Mike Chaos, favorite women's wrestler of all time, comes out. Taya Valkyrie. Ugh. Hey, don't put words in my mouth. I said All I said was, I think she'd be better suited in WWE. She doesn't seem like a good fit with AEW. She was in WWE. Yeah, but she got furloughed like with everybody else and got fired during the she pandemic. She wasn't good. She's she's good. She's more of a personality though. Like, but like eye to eye, like she looks like, you know, physically that she could go toe to toe with Jade. So that's a nice little feud to carry Jade over to whatever next she's doing. She's just gonna get kicked in the face. It's not gonna happen. They got they both got the same finisher. It's gonna be Is a that solid actually match. her finisher or was that her just teasing Jade? No, that's her that's her finisher. 
Oh, everybody uses the Glam Slam now? Looks like it. <laughs> it used to be called uh, the Implant Buster when uh, did, ODB did, did an impact. She called it the Implant Buster. Because, mm. you know, everybody got fake titties. So. Him and her, ODB and Best Fiends, didn't they come around the same time? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't saying ODB did it first. Uh, I'm just saying that that used to be her move, too. I rem- I remember her doing it before I remember Beth doing it, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but just my memory remembers. I feel like the Impact's knockout division was around before Beth Phoenix. I I, I have no clue. Yeah, I'm getting probably probably probably, and it. I think that uh, knockout division popped up around oh five oh six. It was about the time Beth Phoenix was around because she's beefing with Mickey back then. So, but yeah, I, I want to think ODB was doing it first, but again. Could be wrong, but she called it the implant buster. So it's four that's women pl- down to do it. That's a that's a that's a hilarious name for it. Yeah, ODB <laughs> was funny, man. She was funny as hell. Uh, they tried to make her heel, and she's like a crazy woman that comes out drinking beer and like grabbing her titties when she gets exci- not excited, but like instead of hulking up, she like start slapping her titties around. <laughs> and it's like, how y'all gonna make her a heel? Everybody's gonna cheer her. Like she's yeah, hilarious. That sounds like a baby face gimmick to me. She carries a fucking flask around. All she does is fucking drink and fight. Who doesn't like a woman like that? Hey, shout out to ODB. And she's, she makes really good barbecue. I had some there all in. What? She was she was there cooking? <laughs> when she, yeah, when she retired from wrestling, she got a uh, she got a barbecue. What do you call it? Like a pop up barbecue truck. Oh, and she yeah. Dri- she driving around. Yeah, she driving around to events and parking and like. Her fucking brisket nachos were the tits. Was it expensive? No, it was pretty good. It was pretty. I went there twice. I had the brisket nachos, and I, the brisket nachos is what I remember. And I think I had just had like the pulled pork or something like that. But it was pretty good. It like she had some kind of fire, and it burned down a couple of years after that, and she got it up and running again. I don't know if she still does or not. She had her own barbecue sauce and everything. Hey, shout out to ODB getting those bags. Uh, we finally got a name for the women in NWO. They're called the Outcasts. Um, I don't think we've talked about this, but I, I'd like to get into it. How do you feel about this uh storyline? Where you think it's going? Who you think's the MVP of it? Because my MVP is gonna surprise you. Um, I like the effort that they're putting in the storyline. Um, I feel like since everybody probably, you know, people from the outside coming in, everybody would reference the NWO anyway. So I feel like they're leaning into it. They're like, all right, since I'm kind of taking this page from WCW, but we're going to just go all out and call ourselves the outcast outsiders and spray paint them with green paint instead of white paint. I don't know how I really feel about that, but I like, I think, uh, they have like a end goal of when they're doing it as long as it makes sense in the end because right now it's kind of a slow build and it's kind of weird how they're tagging the girls but you know like i said i like the effort that they're actually trying to have a storyline but you know i'm kind of lukewarm on it i like it um anything with Paige or soraya and it 
I'm already like, it, you're already fighting an uphill battle with me. But then you throw Tony Storm in there. I'm like, okay, you got my attention. Like, I can just watch it on mute. It's fine. Um, then you threw Ruby Soho in the middle of it. And I really don't like her. But I want to tell you, the promo she cut a couple weeks ago, probably the best. It's probably the most invested I've ever. Gigi Dolan's on TV. It's probably the most invested I've ever been in Ruby Soho. It made sense. She started bringing up things that actually happened that made her turn. You know, I fought Chris Statlander. I beat her. You motherfuckers booed me. I fought Britt Baker. She talks shit all the time about y'all. She beats me and y'all cheer. You know, I fight for the world title against Jamie Hayter. She wins and y'all cheer her. Fuck (laughs) y'all. That's basically what she said. And it made so much sense. And I loved it. Hey, she had me as soon as she shit it on the neck bears. I'm like, you go ahead, Ruby. So, hey, like you said, all the stuff she said makes sense. How about Soraya calling people twats on TV? Yeah, I heard she got... I heard they got fined for that. Oh my god! And like, then they, uh, didn't, they didn't bleep it out at all. No. Did I watch that live? I think I watched that live. Like they didn't bleep that out at all. Tony Storm called everybody fat. Like I, I was loving it. They're like they're like the new Mean Girls. I'm with it. How 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 Paige get fined, but Rick Ross didn't? How are you gonna find Rick Ross? He don't work there. I mean. How did it, the company? I, I didn't hear any fines coming out of that. I Rick mean, Ross. yeah, they probably fined fucking Tony uh, Khan, but you know, I'm not gonna find Rick Ross. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I just hope you know they tie everything together because right now it's three of them. It doesn't feel like it's complete yet. I feel like they need to add a person or two. What's Serena Deeb doing? She's an outsider. I, I like Serena Deeb. Um, there's some outsiders they can go get. You got Athena. She's out there just chilling in ROH, I guess. I was randomly watching Dark yesterday, and Athena was on there. She beats the shit out of them girls on Dark. It's oh, almost yeah? like hard to watch. Have you not seen any of this? Like Even before I she thought- won the ROH title, she was like out there kicking motherfuckers in the face. Yeah, I remember because I throw on dark like once every blue moon too. If I'm like doing some cardio, and yeah, she's pretty aggressive. I like her gimmick change, but I wish they get her on TV a little bit more. But I like how they're keeping ROH separate. So maybe once she drops the title, she'll be back on. Well, now that ROH has their own TV show. Yeah, that's why I say I'm like I like that they got the TV show now where they can keep those belts off of TV off of AEW TV. I think she needs a different finishing move if she's going to be a heel, though. She can't do that fucking uh, tequila sunrise or fuck she does. Yeah. I think I like when heels have, like, submission moves. I, I like it when heels have, like, a devastating power move. Like, instead of her jumping off the top rope doing a fucking Stone Cold Stunner from the top, something that requires, like, it's like elegance and class, right? She's a heel. She's supposed to be doing that. Supposed to just kick somebody in the face. How about a boot to the face for finishing? Yeah, or fucking a DDT. Good, a good, a good striking move. Like, like yeah. I said, like a boot to the face or like a clothesline from hell or something like that. I like Tony Storm's fucking Storm Zero. It's not even like a power driver. To, she don't even pick you all the way up and and like 
pose with you and be all dainty and pretty and you you hold your legs straight up in the air and then she jumps fucking picks you up and drops you on your fucking head like let's get this shit over with I'm trying to get to the pay window as Bobby the Brain Heenan used to say um we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw on the other side of the break because we had we have a special in-person correspondence that's going to talk to us about the show so that'll be fun to see what it was like in St. Louis with all those fucking what chance? Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to somebody that was at Monday Night Raw. So we will be right back here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. That you're loving to hate If you fucking with the team You catch your boots to the face Rebound from the boot I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad Cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating motherfucker You know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters Repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew Making sure we ball If you still wanna hate It's no saving ya You might get beat down On talk of mania Listen to the whole team The cross body of work It'll make you realize That you should've been first and me, I cause chaos everywhere that I go 80 proof and no less got me ready to throw Don't step to the mic unless you want that smoke FPC, the whole team is like a knife to your throat Yeah! Welcome back Boot to the face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on twitch.tv, powered by fullpresscoverage.com. Do not forget, we are now affiliated. I don't even think I've announced that yet. So if you want to subscribe, if you want to do any of that shit, I probably got to set it all up. <laughs> but follow us, uh, like us on here, share us to all your friends, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps with the algorithms. And the whole nine. Um, and that's pretty much it, EJ. How, sir, was your experience at Monday night? You got to see the tribal chief in person. I did. So, get to the arena about what? Five minutes before the show, before uh, what you call it, main event started, got to my seats. And I didn't realize how close the seats I got because I got them like last minute. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty close. Uh, I get to my seat and uh, two 20-year-olds were sitting next to me. I'm like, oh, how'd y'all get down here? <laughs> and then uh, probably like 20 minutes into the show, some woman and her uh, kid came down and like, these are <laughs> our seats. <laughs> and so they moved to a couple seats to the right of me. And then like 20 show. minutes after that, a dad, a dad and like three of his kids came uh, and he was like yelling at him. I'm like, ah, that's what, because these aren't their seats. That's why. <laughs> I hate when people do that shit. Like, wait until the show like gets going. Then if ain't nobody in the seats, you go down there. But like to do it before the show starts, like clearly somebody's going to be sitting there. You're not that lucky. Yeah. And uh, probably like what? 
three fourths into the show, uh, a Bianca Belair like cosplay girl came up and got the the woman and her son out of their seat. They're in the wrong seat. They were in 104, and this is and we're in section 103. So there's a bunch of mayhem surrounding people not sitting in the right seats in my area. But uh, as soon as I got there, the crowd was pretty hot even for a main event. Uh, we had like Bronson Reed versus one of the NXT dudes. I can't even remember the dude's name. Uh, long-haired dude, Nathan, Nathan something. He's he's on NXT. I'm surprised you don't know his name, Nathan. He's Come a on. British dude. I want to say yeah, if it was an NXT woman, I would know who it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and then uh, Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard, like he got yeah, a, yeah. a huge, a pretty big pop. Like they're chanting his name, they're chanting MVP's name. So I'm like, all right, we got a pretty good crowd on our hand. And uh, then. Real, I, just to kind of throw this in there, I listen to um, <clears throat> Wade Keller's like podcast every morning after wrestling goes off. He does like a live reaction, and he'll have somebody call in from them near every show. And I feel like every time Shelton is on main event, somebody says like in a surprised way, like Shelton got a really good reaction, put on a really good show, blah blah blah. And yet WWE just still twenty years into it refuses to fucking push the guy. <laughs> He did go away for a, a while, but uh, maybe they have something in store. Maybe they're still letting this uh, I've, I've business. Let, I've let that ship fucking sail, EJ. He was supposed to win money in the bank like eight times in a row and be world champion and never did. Oh, that ship has sailed. Him being like a world champion, but maybe maybe he'll be back in the, the tag team uh, picture if they get the Hurt Business back. Him and Cedric uh, won it. Didn't they win the belt, the tag yeah, team belt? They were tag point. champs when, when Lesha was world champion. Yeah, so I'm still, you know, saving hope that it'll get them off of main event and onto Raw a little bit more. But yeah, so, um, you know, you had the Sammy and KO segment, the crowd was hot for that. And then we had Dom, the crowd was pretty okay for that. And as soon as Logan Paul, uh, came out. That's when the crowd started getting annoying. Like I was literally a row ahead of somebody. The person like almost directly behind me. He's the one that started the what chance. And as much as I love Stone Cold, I've said this before. I hate that he brought the what chant to uh, mainstream. Like it's so annoying. Yeah. So yeah, it started like the, a couple row, like a row behind me, and then it like spread around the arena like wildfire. And then, like, even after that, at that point, like, people are like in my section were trying to hijack the show here and there. It's annoying. Like, I understand you, I understand you pay money and uh, you're allowed to be a part of the show, but don't be annoying and then try to hijack it. Right. I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, WWE hadn't had that issue a lot lately, but it does still happen. Um, I'm glad you said it was annoying because I was going to ask you about that because it happened during the Rhea promo and of all fucking promos, it happened during Roman Reigns promo. Like, we're trying to listen. Shut the fuck up. Quit saying what? You heard him. Yeah, um, I was hoping that didn't pick up on TV because he kind of like got past it, but I guess it was, it got through enough where you, you noticed it too. Speaking of the Rhea promo, 
Rhea and Charlotte are rumored to be the main event of night one. And last night, what chance or not, last night and Friday, just proved to me that they don't deserve to be the main event. I'm sorry. I know Rhea's got fans. I know Charlotte's got fans. There is no story. This It was awkward as fuck last night. I didn't think Rhea came off well at all in that interview. I didn't think that segment with Bailey worked that well. It's just like, WWE's having a problem booking their women on the main roster for like the last six months, I feel. Yeah. I can't argue against that. It seemed like that promo she did, she was rambling a lot. That didn't deserve what chance, but like, I feel like she was just talking. I feel like the what chance threw her off. I feel like she wasn't ready for it. Like, she was expecting everybody to be on her side. And them chanting what at her, like, threw her off. Because at one point, maybe two points, I feel like she lost what she was going to say, and you could see her searching for it. Yeah. You got to gotta be on your toes. You got to learn how to, you know, roll with the punches. But I feel like this whole uh, feud with her and Charlotte is just, like, out of sorts and out of whack in the first place. Like, Charlotte is not a baby face, really. She's tweener no. at best. Like, Charlotte's and then... I love what Rhea's been doing with the Judgment Day, but her versus Charlotte doesn't really seem like it fits, man. It doesn't. Um, This is a classic case of WWE again, like, giving Charlotte a really high place on the big event card. Like, she literally walked back in and beat Ronda Rousey. After beating Ronda Rousey at fucking WrestleMania last year, she shouldn't have won. After beating... Fucking Oscar at WrestleMania when she was undefeated. After being forced into the fucking matches on my shirt right now, the triple threat match in New York with Becky and Ronda. Like, they constantly just make us have to deal with Charlotte in these high profile spots that I think other women could be in. And it's tiring. Like, yeah. And it's, she, and it's happened. Um, my bad. I mean, to cut you off. Go ahead. I was going to say when she fucking, when she comes out, she gets the woo, you know, she gets that reaction. She's Charlotte Flair. She's Ric Flair's daughter. She's going to get the reaction when she comes out. But after that, it's just like, now what? Exactly. And I feel like it has kind of like a trickle down effect. It's like kind of discombobulating the whole women's division because it's like, you know, messing up other matchups that could have been having. Yeah. I bet it's fucking up the morale too. You know, yeah. I mean, like we'll take Becky, for example, to me, she's the biggest star in the women's division. You could argue it's Ronda Rousey because her name is bigger worldwide. But as far as in wrestling, Becky's the biggest women's star they got. Right. She had mm-hmm. a baby. She came back. She was a champ. Uh, Had a great program with Bianca, put Bianca over at fucking WrestleMania, had a great match at SummerSlam, ended up getting hurt. She was gone for a couple months, came back, working her ass off the whole time. Charlotte just walks back in, gets a main event WrestleMania push. And now Becky's in a triple threat match with Lita and Trish Stratus, who they're retired. They've been retired for 10 fucking years against damage control. No disrespect. I love Io Shirai, Io Sky. I don't, you know, Dakota Kai, hot or cold on her. Bailey, hot or cold on her. But like, that's the program you got Becky Lynch in. And Charlotte just walked back in, took the title from Ronda, and now gets a one-on-one match against the winner of the Royal Rumble? 
I would I would think that morale is probably fucked up. You had that thing last year where or two years ago I guess where Charlotte and Becky got into it because Charlotte was being disrespectful to Becky and other women in the division and apparently Becky stood up to the shit backstage. So in every all the women's eyes and I, I'm I could be speaking out of turn, but this is just the shit you read on the internet. To me, if that's what happened, all the other women that see this are probably thinking she's being disrespectful to everybody. She's acting like she's a bigger star than everybody else. She waltzes back in and gets a WrestleMania match. And here this woman is that works her ass off, stands up for everybody, is a bigger star. Y'all put her here. Clearly, you're playing favoritism. And no matter how hard I work, because I'm not I'm not even Becky Lynch, you know, I'm just fucking Dakota Kai. I'm I'm Lacey Evans. I'm fucking Naomi sitting at home, you know, I'm never going to be there because if Becky Lynch can't fucking overtake the favoritism, how the fuck am I going to do it? I feel like that could be some of the awkwardness that we're seeing on TV with the women is that the morale is fucking gone. Could be wrong. That's just me speculating. I got no fucking sources. I'm not Brad Shepard or fucking Dave Meltzer. I put them together because they both suck. <laughs> Maybe Ric Flair got some type of dirt. Some on who? Oh, Vince on dirt's somebody. out. <laughs> on somebody. On somebody. He got some dirt on Triple H and he's running through Evolution. Yeah, exactly. No, but uh, I wonder. Like, I wonder what uh, Charlotte's contract looks like right now. Like how many years she has on it left. Too many. Because that's the only thing, that's the only like explanation I could think of. Maybe her contract is running up and they don't want her to leave because her husband is in a different company, I think. Hadn't seen that guy like in a year. I would love Charlotte to go to AEW. Yeah, that would, I feel like that would give uh, a spark for both companies. <laughs> it would give the WWE a chance to breathe and let other women get the shine and then. AEW would get the rub from having a star like that. Joey Stillman says, I could see Becky having a main event level feud with Rhea. This one with Charlotte, ain't it? I don't know if y'all, EJ, you were there, so you probably didn't notice it. Uh, after the match, Becky and Rhea made a little eye contact, which I think was foreshadowing, and they even made a couple hand gestures at each other. Um, and I agree with Joey. Like, if Becky was the champ and it was her and Rhea, I would be way more into it. I'm a Becky fan, I know. But it seems like it would be a bigger deal. Remember, Becky was feuding with Shayna Baszler, and she showed up on NXT looking for her, and Rhea came out and challenged Becky Lynch. And yeah, it was NXT. But I remember that having just like such a fucking feel to it. Like, oh shit, they're about to have a match. And then they had a match out of nowhere. Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. And the match was good in fucking the Performance Center at NXT or whatever. Like, imagine them doing that shit at WrestleMania. It ain't like Becky ain't got the history behind it. Look at what her and Bianca did. Yeah. That make, that make complete sense if they did it like that. You know what I also think? I think it's time to dissolve the Judgment Day. It serves its purpose. What? Dom has, yeah, Dom has the most heat in the, he doesn't need Judgment Day. He got the most heat in the company almost. I think they need to get rid of Damian Priest. Yeah, and that's what I say. And let Finn do his own thing, and you can keep you can keep uh, Dom and Rhea together. Speaking of Finn, how do you feel about Edge's promo yesterday? Basically, letting everybody know that Finn's going to be the demon at WrestleMania. 
I wasn't really paying attention. I saw him up on the Titan Tron, <laughs> but I wasn't really paying attention to be honest. He said something to the nature of you bring your demon and I'll bring the devil or some shit like that. What is he going to bring back brood, brood edge or whatever? That's basically what, what it sounded like. Um, I think it's kind of corny. I'm going to be pissed if edge beats the demon though. The demons only got one loss and that was the fucking Roman. Like they protected the shit out of that character and it's going to make its comeback after like three years. He's going to lose the edge for what? Who? Why? Go ahead. I don't think I don't even know why they're bringing out the demon. Like I feel like that's a a baby face like gimmick. Like why are they bringing it out for a heel Finn just to lose the edge? I hope he doesn't lose the edge. Yeah, it's WrestleMania. It's hell in the cell. Um, I think it'll be cool. But yeah, he can't. Nobody should be losing the edge anymore unless you're like a jobber on TV. When it comes to pay-per-view matches, you shouldn't be losing to Edge. I'm sorry. So, I think Edge is going to is going to be taking that 3-second tan because he won he won last year against AJ. He lost against Roman, and then he then he beat Randy at WrestleMania or did Randy win. I think he won. So yeah, so 2 and 2, I feel like he came back to put over the younger talent, so I think Finn will win. And then Edge will go away probably for good. What else is there for him to do? I don't know. Try to have a fucking mixed. They'll probably bring back the mixed tag challenge so him and Beth can win. Please don't. Did uh? I enjoyed Edge... that. It was okay, but I wish like you could have intergender wrestling. That be that make it good. I feel like <laughs> Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn was a really good team. They were funny. They did like little promos and shit that they were putting on YouTube and Twitter. That's a that's the other thing I miss about uh, pre the man Becky Lynch. She was really good on social media back then. When she was the last kicker. Yeah, she would do like uh, cause she wasn't on TV. She would go around like making puns using the wrestlers and shit like that. Be like pictures of the Big Show and Nakamura and all that, and it'd be like. Her story would be like 50 fucking clicks long with shit like that. I don't know. It was just funny. And then when her and Sammy teamed up, they were doing shit on social media that was fucking hilarious. Um, pre the man Becky was good on social media. Pre, post the man Becky is probably good for her bank account. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fuck Instagram. Give a shit. I got kids. But yeah. Um, the Edge go against Seth yet? I feel like, yeah, they had a, they had a feud. They did. Yeah. Well then, yeah, it's, it's time for him to retire then. Yeah, they had a feud because uh, people were thinking that it was gonna be Seth and Becky versus Edge and Beth. Yeah. I remember Seth broke in his house and was like eating his kids' lunchables and shit like that. Oh yeah, was this, I think this is the pandemic, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was like a it was, year or so ago. Oh yeah, because then he because he was like he said call FTR. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, I remember. that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last thing about Raw, how did the Cody and Roman segment come off last night? Like you said, they started the what chance, but I, it was kind of like it was kinda, it wasn't as loud as you know as loud as the other one. So I'm thinking like maybe it didn't get through on TV, but you said you heard it. 
I, the crowd's pretty hyped for it, even though Roman cooked Cody, I think. Hmm. I thought he did at first, and I thought, damn, Cody's over two now. And then Cody kind of came back, and, you know, he, he got in Roman's head a little bit, had Roman a little shook. Even Paul Heyman when he was like, and then when everybody else leaves, you know Paul Heyman's going to leave, and Paul looked like, Motherfucker, why are you snitching on me? Like, why are you telling what my plan is? This, I ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm just an advocate. The, the angle I was at, I wasn't really paying attention to Paul's facials, but that's funny. That's, that's why Paul is one of the goats for managers. But um, I thought, how do you feel like it going off air? I think it was kind of awkward how they went off air. Yeah, I, it pisses me off because they put that fucking Chris Lee Jones best shit on. And it's like these niggas in jail. Like, why? Why do we gotta? <laughs> why, why we gotta go off the air on time for this shit? You know. Um, I thought, I thought it was weird that Cody called out Solo like that. So, like, are they setting up a post WrestleMania beef between Solo and Cody? Hmm. Well, I guess it depends if Cody wins or not. Whether he wins or loses, though, I think. Like nah, if he wins, I don't think they'll go into a solo feud. Solo just ain't gonna let the man kick him in the face. Solo was ready to kick his ass last night. Roman Roman had to grab. I thought Cody did well last night. I thought. I think WWE mentions AEW in a respectful way, and AEW always mentions WWE in like a besmirching type way, and. Eventually that shit gets old Like Roman said You know You went and started a company And you couldn't even get over in it So you ran away and left He didn't say You went and started A little fucking two bit Second tier company Like Something he could have said right He just said You went and started Another fucking company And then Cody's like Yeah and because of that company Everybody gets paid the same Like I feel like WWE by doing this Is basically saying We don't fucking fear AEW anymore Like yeah, y'all were cool. Y'all were the big it thing, but like, this is our show again. Like, we got three million people watching SmackDown. Y'all got eight hundred thousand people watching Dynamite. Paul Levesque did call AEW a piss and company. That's three, four years ago though, EJ. I mean, if you, you know, if you stoop on their level, it seems it'll kind of give the perception that. You kind of shook by them, so they yeah. know what they're doing by like not throwing like big shots at them. I don't know. I feel, I feel like they've brought up AEW a couple times, and it hasn't been in like a a demeaning way as it could be, you know? Because when AEW talks about WWE, it's all I feel like it's always bad, unless it's MJF. Like I want to go to WWE with my friend Cody. <laughs> he's the only one that ever talks good about it, and he's doing it because he's a heel. Um, Brian Danielson, I was there in Chicago. When he debuted, and he was like, y'all want me to talk shit about WWE, but, like, I enjoyed my time there, and they paid me a lot of money, and the crowd booed him. They fucking booed Brian Danielson, debuting in AEW, because he said positive stuff about WWE. True, but I feel like that whole brawl-out situation kind of humbled the company. I don't really hear a lot of shots being taken at WWE nowadays. Have you? Yeah, I mean, 
the claim talk shit about WWE all the time. Uh, what they say? He, talk, he, he made like three joke raps about Vince like in the past month and a half. It's <laughs> because Vince is a slime ball. That I know, count. but still, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I thought the segment was good. Again, like I said, I thought, I thought Roman, like you said, cooked Cody at first, and then Cody kind of came back. Like, what are you gonna do if you lose? You gotta wake up the next day, and you know Jay's gonna leave. Then Jimmy's gonna leave because Jay left. Then Solo's gonna leave, and Roman was just like, "Fuck, what am I supposed to do without the rest of my family here if I lose?" To the point, Roman didn't even want to talk anymore. He just left. Roman should have snuffed him. I thought they were gonna throw hands last night. I was like, EJ's lucky ass gets to see these. But now there's only one Raw left. Technically, one SmackDown. I don't think they should fight until WrestleMania now. No fucking, no touching. Um, did you see the backstage promo with Jimmy, Jay, and Roman where Jimmy was I going c- off? I couldn't, I couldn't really hear it because people around were kind of loud. What did, what did Jimmy say? So Jimmy was basically like, out of nowhere, he was looking at Roman. He's like, I don't like the fact that I was having to answer questions about my brother and that I was getting blamed for when it wasn't my fault, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then he goes, and I only blame one person, Sami Zayn, but he wasn't talking about Sami Zayn. He was talking about Roman. <laughs> like if you go back and watch, he was talking about Roman when he's, and that's what's so good about this fucking story. Like they do so much little shit where it's like, no, nah, that's for Roman. And Roman knew it was too. You could see the look on his face. He's like, this motherfucker talking to me. And then he goes, and that's Sami Zayn. And Roman's like, yeah, that's what I thought. They're planting the seeds. They're planting the seeds. That's why I don't think Cody should win. Keep this going on. And Jay Uso, I'm going to tell you why he's my favorite. Him and Roman were sitting backstage by themselves. And Jay said, yeah, I'm with the bloodline. And Roman's like, all right, get out. And then he got ready to leave. And Roman's like, I love you. And Jay just looked at him real awkward and got up and walked away and didn't say it back. I was like, that's my guy. You don't just tell anybody you love him. Who, Roman said that to Jay? Roman said he loves you to Jay, and Jay didn't say it back. And I was like, that's why I like Jay. Jay, don't just throw the fucking L word around to anybody. Hey, see, it's the little things that makes it so good. Little detail stuff like that. Let's get to these power rankings, EJ, and get the hell up out of here. Let's get it. My power rankings are kind of all over the place. This will probably be one of the only weeks that we don't have a lot that are similar because not a lot going on like in the ring. There's more storyline stuff. You know, my power rankings trend more towards like in-ring stuff. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't a lot of in-ring stuff. So, I guess I'll kick it off since I think you kicked it off last. My number five. Oh, let's see. I wrote it down. Let's see what happened to it. Oh, I have. I don't know. Maybe I should change this now because now you kind of got me. You kind of swayed me the other way. I was going to put Roman Reigns for cooking Cody, but <laughs> Cody, Cody did bounce back. So, I'll I put Cody Rhodes at number five. Building the momentum going into WrestleMania. Uh, 
I'm you, going to. I'm gonna pick Omas as number five. Hmm. What, what did I look for? They had a. They had a really good. Uh, they had a really good video package for Omas and Lesnar. Like really good. Like I know you I were live, but you should go I back and it. watch it. I um, saw it when they were comparing their like uh, attributes and stuff. Yeah, they showed that in the arena. And then he came out, and he's fighting Ali. And three minutes into it, I said, "They really thought Ali was gonna be champion when he got hurt, and then Kofi Mania happened." That's how bad he beat Ali's ass. <laughs> I got Omas. I think he's gonna beat Lesnar. It's stupid. I know. I'm not gonna pick him. But I think he's gonna beat Lesnar. I feel like the, their match is just a showcase for Lesnar to F five him. Uh, early him pick, kick out. Spoiler alert: I got Lesnar. You know he's not gonna kick out. Five hundred pounds crashing to the mat. My number four pick: Cakes McGee. She qualified for the uh, women's NXT ladder match. Gigi? Yeah. Was that tonight or was that last week? It was last it was last week. She was on TV tonight with Tiffany Stratton and my God. There's a lot going hey, on. NX, NXT. <laughs> home home of the home of the, the women's wrestlers in the backstage uh smoke. Yeah. <laughs> backstage. Back in parking lot smoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gigi Dolan is my number four. She won her match with uh, Kiana Jade in about three minutes to qualify. Word. Uh, my number four, I have Bullet Club. They won a six-man. I think that was the main event for Impact this past Thursday. They won a six-man tag against. Heavy on the Bullet Club in the power rankings. I like it. I tried to show Impact some love. They face uh, Josh Alexander, Kazarian, and uh, what's my man's name? Black dude with the who dance a lot. Oh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan. Rich Swan. There we go. Who Rich was the Swan. third Bullet Club member? Uh, they had Kenta. Ah, uh, oh, in Impact? No shit. Yeah, Kent, it was Kenta. Yeah. Hell yeah, I like that. I didn't catch Impact this week, so I won't have any. What did Mickey James do? Mm, Isn't it her and Tommy Dreamer against like Bubba and yeah, fucking yeah. Masha? Yeah, I don't think that, I think that match happens this week. Yeah, and she wrestles uh, Jordan Grace coming up before the WrestleMania week. So, so I guess that would be next week. She fights Jordan Grace. Um, then you have Mercedes saying she wants to retire Mickey James. And oh. Mickey fucking yeah. As, as a matter of fact, I'll read the tweet. If you wanna uh my number three are the outcast and my number two are the elite. And then I'll find this tweet real quick. Uh my number three is Don Mysterio. He beat 
everybody's indie darling Johnny wrestling yesterday, and I could I could have swore he had a match on SmackDown too, but I forget. Fair and square, did he not? Yeah, it was fair. And... I can't remember. <laughs> it was a blur, but he beat him, and he's building momentum. Like this is one of the matches I actually have interest in in WrestleMania. Dom and Rey Mysterio, especially uh, I'm kind of still curious on how they're going to actually announce it. I'm thinking they're going to do the Hall of Fame ceremony interruption, which would be funny. But yeah, Dom is my number three. You said your number three was... My number three were the Outcast, and my number two were the Elite. Okay. Um... My number two, and still your AEW international champion, Mr. Orange Cassidy. He's as high as number two because he saved us from having to have a Jeff Jarrett singles title run. So that's why he was so high on my list. Thank goodness we don't have to have, see a Jeff Jarrett singles title run. <laughs> this is true. Even though it doesn't make sense, like, how, I don't understand how Orange Cassidy won after getting his knee smashed with a guitar the week before. Do better, Tony Khan. It just shows Jeff Jarrett sucks. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, my number one, the Bloodline, all together. Roman was great on the mic. The Usos were great on the mic against Sammy and KO. Um. Jay was great on the mic on SmackDown. We didn't even talk about that. Like, his reasoning face-to-face with Sammy was, like, again, logic. Like, I didn't trust anybody outside my family. The one time I let my guard down, you fucking stabbed me in the back and embarrassed me. It makes perfect fucking sense. How could you not cheer for Jay? Jay's like the best fucking guy in the world. He's just a little misguided. <laughs> uh, just a little fucking so, emotionally abused by his cousin. Where do you think they should go? Like at WrestleMania, you think they should be like a house of cards and like all of them lose, none of them lose, or like in between, some of them lose. I'm kind of conflicted on that. Let's come back to that after we get the power rankings. And my number one. Uh, Defending trios champion House of Black had a hell of a match with them, the elite and uh JAS. Fuck, that's how my did number I one. Put them on there. That's a great pick. Um, real quick, Mercedes basically said in an interview, I never got to work with Mickey James one on one. We had a couple tag matches, but I've always wanted to wrestle her, and I would love to retire her ass and send her back to her rodeo. And Mickey says, Mercedes, I see you. I hear you. I love you. I respect you. I'd be honored, but try me. And then she tagged (laughs) New Japan, New Japan Global, Impact, and Scott Damore. Mickey James tagged them? Yeah, Mickey James tagged everybody. Like, if y'all want to fucking do this, let's make some money. Um, So you you asked me how do I think the dominoes are going to fall. There's so many ways they could go, EJ. You could have the Usos and Roman lose, and there'd be dissension, right? 
you could have the Usos lose and Roman win and him go back to his fucking gaslighting, bullying ways. Or you could have the Usos win and Roman lose. And now the Usos are champs and Roman's not. And he's trying to tell them shit to do. And they're like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? We got belts. You ain't got shit. <laughs> you know? You can have them all retain and still have the, like, it's, it's so many ways they can go. And that's what's so good about the storyline. I don't think, the one thing I don't want to happen is Cody to win. And we got the fucking guy's toy sitting right here. Big Cody guy over here. Almost wore his shirt tonight. But I don't want him to win. He can't win. The story has nothing to do with Cody. I will say, though, Cody saying, stop talking about my dad and quit making about my dad. A bit hypocritical because he was the one that made it about his dad to begin with. But I agree with him. You know, like, I'm 40. I watched Dusty Rhodes. You know, I saw him commentating. I watched him wrestle. I saw him join the NWO. I saw everything with Dusty and NXT. A 20-year-old person has no fucking idea who Dusty Rhodes is. A 10-year-old kid that likes Cody because of his little weight belt and his blonde hair and his cool robes, he don't know who fucking Dusty Rhodes is. The story's got nothing to do with Dusty Rhodes. He said he's kind of a hypocrite. He's the one that brought Dusty Rhodes into it. (laughs) Right. Not Roman. Roman just finished it. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad he put it to bed. Like, we don't have to keep talking about my dad just because I did. Like I I did like that. Like uh, enough with that shit. Um. But it's just Cody's got nothing to do with the bloodline. It's just bad timing for Cody. Like, sorry, you should have came a year earlier from AEW. I don't know what to tell you. Shouldn't have got hurt last year. He does. He doesn't have anything to do with the bloodline. But kayfabe. He did win the Royal Rumble. Right, but that doesn't mean he gets to win the world title. Typically, when you win the Royal Rumble, you usually win the Royal title. <laughs> Not really. Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble last year, and she lost to a fucking boot to the face. I, I said typically. I'd like to see the percentage. I bet Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. He didn't win the world title. I'm just saying, like, he won the Royal Rumble. That does give him a way into the storyline. But I like, mean, into the storyline, yes. But like the bloodline storyline and the Royal Rumble are two completely different entities. Like, I don't think just because you win the Royal Rumble, you should automatically beat Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns on a legendary fucking title run right now. I'm sorry. The person that beats Roman Reigns, it should mean something. It should matter. And Cody's not that guy. Hey, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I'd like to see a storyline continue with the, the title belt. Um, but the the lowest scenario that you talked about early on my list would probably be Roman winning and the Usos losing. I feel like that would kind of be uh, repetitive. Yeah, back to square one. Yeah. So I, I lean towards everybody retaining. That's what I want to see. But... Like you said, Cody can't win, but I could see I could I wouldn't be surprised if Cody won though. Would even building him. I feel like Uso should win and Sami Zayn should turn on KO. Can he already do that? 
He kicked him in the face. Sammy's, and, uh, never, Sammy's only turned on KO once. KO's turned on Sammy like 74 times. Mm, I don't know if I KO's like a shitbag friend. Like, everybody knows that. They made a storyline out of it before. <laughs> like, about how much of a piece of shit KO is. Uh, Joey in the chat says, Cody's pretty much just a replacement for The Rock, who wasn't going to beat Roman anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is true. I don't want to overthink it, though. Because he does have a point. They got a chick in NXT named Lyra Valkyrie. Yeah, that's the... the, She's a short girl from, like, uh, Ireland or Scotland, one of those two. What a rip off of Tyre Tyre Valkyrie. Yeah. It's basically the same fucking name. Um, I don't know. Just have the Usos and Roman both win. That's what I said. Just have them both win. Yeah. Keep the storyline going. Have... I mean, Cody's going to get a world title one way or the other. Why not make him chase it and get it somewhere down the line? That's where the money is. Have Jay take the belts off of Roman. Money in the bank. Yeah, and then, yeah, have him do it. You don't have to have him do it straight up. Have him do it when Roman's vulnerable. After like a knockout, drag out war like at SummerSlam, have Jay cash in. Could you imagine the Usos lose, Roman retains, and he's constantly just like on their ass. Like, y'all are supposed to be the bloodline. We're supposed to be this, that, and the third, just like bullying them. And then Jay wins money in the bank. And every time Roman's in a bad way, you get that little fucking tease of like Jay thinking about it, but he never fucking does it. And then when he finally does it, you talk about a pop. It'd be way bigger than the pop Sami Zayn's got for hitting Roman with the chair. Mm. Only way, only thing about that is, how would you, how would it make sense for him to carry on that briefcase? Roman would be like, if he wanted, he'd be like, giving that thing up right now. <laughs> nah, Roman wouldn't. Roman wouldn't do that because he's family. Roman wouldn't have to worry about it. Like, don't defend it against anybody. I don't have to worry about anybody cashing in on me because we're blood, right? I love you. <laughs> and Jay just gets up and walks off awkwardly again. Yeah. They'd have to, they'd have to figure out how to make that make sense if, they're gonna, if they would, like, drag that out. I, I really think a couple weeks ago when Jay turned on Sammy, and it was Jay, Solo, and Jimmy. I liked the look of that group without Roman. They could pull, I mean, Jay could definitely pull it off. Jay's got the sauce right now. He's had it for a couple years. Fucking quit wasting it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I retweeted the, the rest, those wrestling girls. They said, why do we like Sammy? And I, I agree with him. Like, because he said a couple funny lines when he was in the bloodline. Because he begged to be in a group of bad people, by the way. Like, the bloodline weren't faces when Sammy was trying to get with them. And then he got with him and he said Usi a couple times. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's fucking cheering. He should be world champion. Shut the fuck up. Y'all, what's wrong with wrestling? Thank God Triple H didn't listen to you. 
play devil's advocate. Uh, Sammy did come on the main roster with a lot of fanfare. And, like, I don't know if he got in his own way. Like, he got uh, cooled down for a little bit. Then he did the heel turn. And then he got mixed up with KO. So, I think it's just Sammy fans, you know, rearing their heads again because he got, like, something to chew on. And those same fans clamoring for him to get a push when he first got in or being loud again about him getting a title shot. But I don't, he definitely shouldn't be a unified world champion. Like they were trying to make him at uh that what was it the chamber mate the chamber pay per view. I mean, Sami never got a groundswell to be world champion. Nobody was chanting for him to win the title ever until he got in this storyline. He was never as over as he was until this storyline, and it yeah, was literally he, just because he said Usi. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people get over on weird little strange things like that. Yeah. But Sammy, Sammy would like always had that like Cesaro type of like he's so good in Wayne Rise and he getting in a a world championship title. Great shot. comparison, because look at Cesaro now that he left and went to the land of opportunity. Was he ROH he's a, champion? He's the ROH champion. Wow, they don't even have a fucking TV deal. He might as well yeah. be fucking IWC champion. Sammy could talk more than uh, Cesaro. I never got the Cesaro hype. Cesaro can wrestle better, though. Yeah. I didn't watch a whole lot of Sammy NXT stuff. Wasn't he the NXT champion? Yeah, for like a month because KO turned on him the night he won the fucking belt. <laughs> K- K- KO been trash. Right. He's been if anybody's a friend, it's Jay Uso, whether he turned on you or not. Sammy, you dumbass. What do, what do you think about this King of the Ring tournament? I was trying to think maybe they'll tie in the storyline with that. Are they doing it? Is it official? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a Saudi pay per view. Oh wow. I saw thinking maybe maybe they might do it's an awful uh, joke. <laughs> maybe they'll do a title for one of the King of the Rings. Maybe that's a way to split it up. Fucking I'm just pulling something. I'm just pulling out something on my ass. The yeah, king of Saudi Arabia gets have... mad that you're crowning a fucking king on their soil, and they want to kill him all of a sudden. Like they probably and that, would. And it's a bad look because it it's a queen. It's a King of the Ring slash Queen of the Ring tournament, and they, they the woman are covered up. Man, they did nothing with fucking Zelina Vega and Xavier Woods. Matter of fact, didn't Roman take his crown? Yeah, didn't he fucking it. Bloodline <laughs> beat the shit out of him and they took his crown from him? Yeah, they smashed it. Yeah, I'm I'm sad as Alina didn't get a push out of that. Kofi, not Kofi, Xavier was the one that, like, you know, was uh, pushing for them to bring it, the King of the Ring tournament in the first place. What was that, two years ago? Yeah. Good for him, though. He was. He talked about that a lot on their podcast about how much he liked the King of the Ring. And then eventually he got it, so that was good. Yeah, but that actually having a pay per view, which is kind of interesting, because they hadn't had one of those, I think, since Brock. Um, they just put a graphic up on TV about WrestleMania weekend and the Superstore and all that. EJ, awful news. Not going to WrestleMania. It's just LA costs too much. It's too spread out. I hit up a friend in the show Tata, and I was asking her like. Where should I stay if I want to go to these three events? And she said, 
Those three events are literally located in what we call the triangle of death. <laughs> so, like, I would have to get from WrestleMania to WrestleCon and then the busted open party. And she's like, they're only about 15 miles apart, but it's like a two hour commute each way. Tragic. And, and on top of that, prices for everything were high as giraffe pussy. And as always, WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. there's no rock, no stone cold at this WrestleMania anyway. And I feel like that was like a big reason why a lot of people were clamoring to go to this one. I can't wait till the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year and I can wear Dallas Cowboys gear through Philadelphia for the for WrestleMania. Hey. Not gonna worry, let's hope that, that happens. EJ, we gotta go to a show together this year. Like a Cowboys game? No, wrestling. Oh yeah. SummerSlam is gonna be in Detroit. Is that what we're doing? We're just gonna make that official now. Let's bring wait in. a little bit before we make it official. Bring yeah. your own water. We gotta we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get the schedule bring ironed your out. Own water. It's what it's gonna be Ford Field. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if they get that Clint water though, down in Detroit. <laughs> Flint, not Clint. Flint water. And but, an eighty proof meetup in Detroit. Uh, SummerSlams, SummerSlam in Nashville was fun. I wish, I wish they would have did it in Nashville again. That's a good location. Um, place like Atlanta would be good for WrestleMania. LA is just not feasible. Like shit is too far apart and way too expensive, but. I mean, unless you want to go to fucking Puerto Rico for backlash. That would be dope. But that's like less than a month from now, probably now. That's May. Two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, sh- let's shoot for fucking SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam is like the last, unless you want to go to Survivor Series or something. I don't give a fuck about Survivor Series. I don't even know where it I, is. And I want them to throw something in a Legion again. That'd be dope to go to Vegas. Yeah, I missed out on uh, where was what was in Vegas last year? It is it is SummerSlam twenty twenty one. They had Money in the, Bank. In the Bank last year in Vegas. Yeah, they 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 had to move it to T Mobile. Oh no, the MGM. They had to move it to MGM. Oh, that would have been so dope. That's where I stayed for my birthday. Oh, that's what's up. Fancy in the MGM. It was nice. Um, I'll say we'll, we'll shoot for Detroit. All right, I'll pencil that in. It's Hopefully. the beginning of August, end of July. Ooh, about a two-hour flight for myself. Detroit's not that expensive. Right next to Canada. Maybe we can get them boys from above the border to come down. Yeah, we know. We know J-Bomb ain't coming. He went to Vegas last week. That was work-related. This is work-related. We're making money on fucking 80 Proof now. Not Ooh. a lot, but we're making it. Ooh. Maybe we can uh, entice them to come down in. Yeah. Um, EJ, you got any shout-outs or anything you want to give before we get up out of here? Another plug of uh, Haymaker MMA? Yeah. Uh, we'll ha- probably have that podcast out by this weekend once we get technical difficulties figured out. 
Shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, Admire, my Haymaker Comos, uh, Chaos Theory, Joey Steelman, Eric, and all other listeners out there. We got Ella, Alessandra, Commander Root, Drapsnet, uh, Lisa B, Kata, Katie Na, Kodiak Brudger. That's <laughs> that's a funny name. LaKaylee Lurks. Uh, that's all we got in the chat. Not in the chat, but in the that are watching the show. So shout out to everybody watching. Again, WrestleMania T-shirt week. My favorite fucking time of the year. Uh, coming Monday of next week, WrestleMania T-shirt week. Hashtag it WrestleMania T-shirt week. Giving away a Mattel Creations Ultimate Edition Doink the Clown figure. Uh, it's like Christmas time for wrestling fans next week, y'all. It's WrestleMania week starting next week. We got two more shows. We'll do next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we'll do... Oh, we got NXT. We'll predict NXT next week, EJ. And then if you can, can you do Saturday next week, say 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? 4 p.m. I should be able to. 3 p.m. your time. We'll do a WrestleMania prediction show for both nights. We'll have the official card of WrestleMania. No post shows because WrestleMania is my drinking time. So I'll be in no condition to talk wrestling on here. I might say something to get us canceled and we don't want to do that. Um, So next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday night on Twitch, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday with a special WrestleMania pre-show. Hang out with your boys. Have a couple drinks. We'll talk our predictions. We'll get you ready for WrestleMania. We'll be off and fucking run. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 219. Until next time, peace! That y'all loving to hate If you fucking with the team You catch a boot to the face Rebound from the boot I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad Cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating motherfucker You know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters Repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew Making sure we ball If you still wanna hate us